Namaha Om Sthanave Namaha Om Prabhave Namaha Om Dhimaya Namaha Om Namaste So let's talk about chapters 5, 6, and 7 of the Satikhanda of the Rudra Sanghita of Shiva Purana. This is the story of Sandhya. Now, the Sanskrit word sand or the root sand means a joining or a junction of two dissimilar things. So, for example, the sandhi is the rules for combining Sanskrit words into compounds. And sandhya generally means the periods in between night and day in the morning, and in between day and night in the evening, and also between morning and afternoon at noon. These are the times when prayer and mantras and puja are the most efficacious. So one should perform every day chanting of Gayatri and other mantras during the three sandhyas. It's called Trisandhya, the three junctions of the different times of the day and night. So how did this get its name? And the answer is given in this story. Sandhya was the first female produced by birth in the universe. Shiva and Shakti are unborn. And so are the demigods, uh, Brahma and Vishnu, Rudra. They are uh, unborn, ajatta because they're manifested directly from Shiva. So then Brahma uh, proceeds to create several mental sons, the seven sages, and then the other sages, the four Kumaras and Narada and so on. He creates these sons simply from his mind. That's Brahma's power, his specific potency as the creator, that whatever he thinks of will actually manifest. So this is both a blessing and a curse. <laughs> as soon as he became, I guess, a little horny or something, <laughs> then Sandhya, the first woman, manifested from his mind. And she was very beautiful, incomparably beautiful. And because of that, the minds of Brahma and his sons were attracted to her in a lusty way. And she was also feeling this lust. And so to protect everyone, Dharma's, Dharma, Brahma's son, Dharma, had to pray to Shiva. And Shiva came and corrected everyone. But after this, Sandhya was feeling very embarrassed. So she decided, I have to perform penance. I have to free myself from this contamination. 
And so she went to a place in the Himalayas, a beautiful sacred river in the mountains. And she sat down, but she really didn't know how to do the penance that she wanted to do. So Brahma, knowing her mind, sent Vasishta in disguise as a brahmachari and gave her the instructions how to perform the penance. Vasishta was one of the sages who, although was affected by the lust uh, upon seeing Sandhya, uh, did not fall victim to it. But some of the others did, and they discharged semen involuntarily. And when that semen fell on the ground, then various different kinds of pitris were born. The pitris are those who were born in physical bodies in previous lives, and then they remain in, as individuals, but in subtle bodies. Of course, all this is happening on the subtle platform, on the mental platform, actually. Brahma and the other demigods, his sons, the sages, and all the characters in this whole drama don't have gross material bodies. They have subtle bodies, bodies made of mind, intelligence, and false ego. So these bodies are not subject to the same laws. In other words, children can be born simply from the mind by an act of will. Um, also, they are born fully formed and grown and they don't have any more like uh, youth, infancy and youth and like that. They don't need to grow up. They're already fully functional. And so there was no kind of uh, youthfulness or puberty stage. They were immediately capable of reproduction. And so the whole thing unfolded with Sandhya and she wished that nobody would have to go through the same embarrassment that she did. And so uh, part of the reason she performed penance was to make a standard that beings would not be born fully formed. After her, that was it. Then from that point on, beings would be born in infancy and have to grow up through childhood and youth before they become capable of lustful desires and sex activity and so on. So she actually brought this standard into being through her penance. She requested Shiva for a boon. Now, the penance that she performed was very severe. She would take only water in the morning during the first few hours of the day. And then the rest of the day, she wouldn't take anything. Yet, she kept up this penance and chanting the uh, Shankara mantra for four yugas. Four yugas is a whole kalpa, something like five million years. It's a very long time. So by the time of this uh, penance was finished, a whole yuga cycle had passed and it was back again to Satya Yuga. 
So Shiva appeared to her and told her that he was pleased with her, that she had become completely purified, and that now she could leave her body as she desired by entering the sacred fire. That there was a sage nearby, Medhatiti, who uh, was performing a 12-year sacrifice. And this was for the moon, who had been cursed by Brahma after he refused to, or cursed by Daksha, excuse me, after um, neglecting his 27 wives <laughs> because he was in love with Rohini. And so, of course, who wouldn't be in love with Rohini? She was uh, an incarnation of Vishnu, female incarnation of Vishnu. So anyway, make a long story short, she was successful in her penance propitiating Lord Shiva, and Shiva came and granted all her boons. So she entered the sacrificial fire of Medhatiti and was transformed into a baby. And so Medhatiti adopted her and took care of her, raised her in the hermitage, and then afterwards she became the wife of Vasishta. So this is all going on in the early days of the universe. You know, before things got out of hand. We generally see in the material world that things start off nice, pure, whole, and then over time they become degraded, huh? old, worn out, contaminated, diseased, and eventually they fail. So birth, growth, maturity, creation of byproducts, dwindling, and death are the six changes in the material world. And after death, again, it comes rebirth. That is what's going on. That is the cycle of existence. That is the unavoidable nature of everything created. Whatever is born also has to die. Buddha very intelligently recognized the cause of death is birth. So, if possible, it's better to avoid being born, to remain in a subtle form, an invisible form of pure consciousness and not come into manifestation, because then that means one's time is limited. And also one becomes limited by the body that one takes. Now, in human life on planet Earth, especially in Kali Yuga, these bodies are very limited. Nobody could perform the kind of penance that Sandhya performed. And so she became uh, renamed Arundhati. Arundhati means one who never impedes the practice of sacrifice in any way. And she became very famous. In fact, part of the boon that she got from Shiva was that nobody would become more famous than her. <laughs> and so we see that even to this day, Brahmins perform Sandhya 
three times a day. So she is remembered by every pious person in Vedic culture and will be remembered indefinitely into the future. So she is so pious. She became so famous and attained such a great spiritual success due to her penance. But people today don't want to perform penance. They just want to enjoy. See, this is the problem. Penance means, is called tapasya in Sanskrit. It means intentional suffering. Deliberately giving up immediate pleasure for some pleasure, greater pleasure in the future. So this is tapasya. And tapasya is really based around chanting mantras. When Vasishta gave Sandhya the instructions for her penance, he said that the penance that you perform will be pervaded by this mantra. Om, uh, Om Shankaraya Namaha. So this wonderful mantra is very much like the five-syllable mantra, Om Namah Shivaya. Uh, this is the six-syllable mantra, Shankaraya Namaha, six syllables. So the five-syllable or the six-syllable mantra are both equally good for pleasing Shiva, equally powerful, and can be chanted by anyone. Very simple mantras, Om Shankaraya Namaha. Yet, this mantra is so powerful that Sandhya became the most famous woman in the universe through it. And she also got Shiva to change the way that beings are born in the universe. And from that time on, beings are born in an infant state and have to grow up before they become capable of lusty activities. <laughs> but in Kali Yuga, Things are so contaminated because it is the end of the yuga cycle. It is also the shortest yuga at 432,000 years. And in Kali Yuga, everything becomes contaminated. Everything becomes turned upside down. In Kali Yuga, instead of following people of virtue, people uh, follow sinful rascals. Dacoits and demons, elevate them to positions of power. Those who become uh, rich through greed and cheating become the heroes of the people and the most popular uh, celebrities and like that. It's completely backwards. But if we take the lesson that is embedded in these stories, then we will go back to performing tapasya because that is actually the way to complete enlightenment and the, the foremost self-realization. Aum Tatsa. Aum Shakti Aum. Aum Namah Shivaya. <laughs>